Alrighty, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Always His Podcast. Today, man, we have a very special guest today. No guest today, but we got Dan, we got we got Nate here, and we're gonna have some fun on today's podcast, man. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and uh, if you guys notice right now, all of us or most of us are wearing the Cody Gibson exclusive merch drop right now because we have one big announcement. If you guys didn't know, flashback couple episodes, we had Cody Gibson on the podcast, Ultimate Fighter. And uh, Dan, let them know why, why it's so special right now. The boy Cody, he's going to be on the main card for this Saturday's huge UFC event. Um, obviously, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. He's been grinding it out. Um, if you watch the episode, he tells you a lot about his background story. The dude's been out of it literally for years. Didn't give up on his uh, on his dream. And now, dude, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be in the big leagues with the big dogs once again. So. The craziest part too is if you connect the dots, if you go back to the episode. He talks about one of his first, I think it was his first USC debut was against Aldo. Aljamain Sterling, right? And this upcoming Saturday, it's Sean O'Malley versus Sterling. But even like, holy shit, even more like whole full, full circle. circle moment where he was. Full circle. Yeah, I mean, you got you got a picture. I mean, someone who battled back from different career setbacks and stuff and came all the way back, won an ultimate fighter, killed it and did that. And then to come all the way back from USC debut now to coming back on the UFC card to like on the same exact person's card. Like, how crazy is that? Dude, it's almost like it's like it's almost like a movie, dude. Like it really is like a movie, like a sports movie that you watch. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the oh my gosh, the Kurt Warner movie. Oh, Have you guys watched the Kurt Warner movie? I was gonna movie? say yeah, literally though. It's like perfectly set up. Yeah, dude. So, um, shout out to Bud Cody, man. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to a great episode. Uh, the dude's from Vicelli. He's literally a school teacher. I don't I don't know if he's still doing that. Craziest right now. part about it too. I don't know if we mentioned this in the actual episode, yeah. but he was actually my substitute teacher yeah. in high school. In high school. I walked into class. I saw a UFC fighter <laughs> at, the, at the head of the classroom. Was he was he fighting back then? He was. Oh shit, that's so, crazy. So I remember actually the I think it was the week he was facing Aljo. That same weekend, I went home to my buddy Alex's house. We had like a big barbecue at his house that weekend, and I remember watching him on TV. And he right ended, after he just literally like I think just w within weeks of him being my substitute teacher, he was on TV, that's and crazy. I was like just flipping. I was like, oh my god, that's that's my I teacher. I know that yeah. guy exactly. It was kind of like a fangirl moment, but it was super cool to kind of have that full circle moment as well, where he came on our podcast, came on it, killed it. And uh, the coolest part about it too is a lot of times you see these guys on different TV shows, on TV personalities and stuff, and sometimes they always say you never want to meet your hero because they're never the exact same person you would think, right? Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about Cody, right, is. He's the exact same person. Whatever you see on camera is the exact same person you're going to get on, on, on in person, right? And super humble guy, super hardworking. I mean, his training schedule right after the podcast, he was going to another <laughs> training session, after right? After he already so. trained two earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. He just yeah. doesn't stop. He has a high motor. 100%. So shout out to the boy, Cody. Uh, good luck this weekend, man. We're pulling for you. Always just pulling for you. And uh, drop it in the chat, man. Drop W, Cody, in the chat. We're all pulling for it. Let's get it. I want to stay on the UFC topic card because this card is pretty stacked. Um, I'm a sugar, I'm a sugar, sugar Sean O'Malley fan, dude. Um, well, what are you guys' predictions for that card? Who all's on there? Like well, other than well, Sugar and uh, Aljo. That's a, that's the main event. Oh, okay, that's the main one that yeah. we know about now. Uh, there's Ooh. a there's a lot of other bangers. To be honest with you, I think Aljo's going to take it. Really, I, I'm a big O'Malley fan. Like I know I'm a huge O'Malley fan. Mm -hmm. I love what he stands. Like the stuff he does outside and even inside the ring too. Mm -hmm. But I just think Aljo, his style of play is just so dominated in, in the opposite of O'Malley where he was – he's not going to – I don't think he's going to stand with him. I think really what he's going to do is – Cody talked a little bit about it too, yep. right, where he's wrestling. He sticks to his game, and I think he's going to get him down, wrestle him. He has a lot larger of a frame. Mm -hmm. 
That's just my opinion. Man. I don't know. But dude, to be fair though, uh, Sugar Sean, dude, he did just win a jujitsu event last weekend. Like it was a pretty big. It wasn't like a scrub event. Like it was a pretty I good saw event. That. Like last weekend. He's yeah, like get, damn. Last week, yeah. So he was like a legit, like uh, I don't feel like, like jujitsu tournament, right? Yeah. Way different, dude. That Way whole different. sport too, like of jujitsu by itself, is no fucking joke. It's been growing a lot. Too, I think dude. it helps, bro. But if you, I mean, he there's nobody that like, just started though. training that, but like, if you have Alger who's been training his whole entire life for the majority of his career, training. One or highlighting one part of his training in particular, <laughs> that's that's tough to be, bro. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, I, I think for for Sean, dude, I feel like he's gonna have to fucking like you said, he's gonna have to keep it up as much as he can because as soon as it goes to the ground, I mean, Sugar, he's good. He's been training a lot, but like you said, I, I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he has it enough. I don't know if he has enough juice in him to to fend off all Joe, dude. Because he he's a dog, bro. He he gets you to the ground. Um, well. You can see his highlights, you know. Even like Cody said it, that's his style. So mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna see. I'm excited. I'm a sugar guy. I'm hoping sugar wins, but deep down in my heart, like I'm, you I'm, said, I'm pulling for him too. Like yeah. I, I'm definitely pulling for Sugar John. I think if he catches them with a couple hooks, I mean, definitely if they stand up. He definitely has a m- more higher of a chance. But probably yeah. I don't know. The ground, bro. What do you guys think at home, man? Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think? Drop O'Malley or drop Aljamain or drop Aljo in the chat. Let us know who you guys are going for this weekend. Let us know who you guys are going for. And if you're conflicted like us, let us know who also who you think is going to win. So we're going for someone, but we think someone else is going to win. So it's one of those things. Yes, sir. And, of course, on the topic of combat sports, right? one of the biggest ones that's been breaking the headlines literally all over the world um, has to be Elon Musk versus the boy Mark Zuckerberg, the robot. Now, first of all, before we even get into it, dude, it's been super crazy because, I don't know if you guys heard or read, but they've reached out to the to – the, um, what is it called over there in Italy? The um, not the ambassador, but the um, oh my gosh, what's the name of like their president? Whatever, it's not a president, anyways. Okay, I have a lot of flanking pieces here. Um, he reached out to the to he reached out to the to the prime minister to the prime minister of Italy, and they actually locked down the Colosseum. So like the Roman Colosseum has been locked in as the official venue for this fight. Now it, it's it almost seems kind of crazy, right? Because there's two billionaires that are gonna go at it at the Roman Colosseum. Um, I don't even know if this has ever been done before in the world of business, to be honest with you. And it's even crazier that it's like, you can argue like two nerds. Obviously, they're really successful nerds, but it's like two nerds going at it. But they do train. But I think I saw today that they were canceling it. Really? Yeah. So I think Zuckerberg said that it's not going to be on anymore. Is Elon or was it Zuck? But you know why, though? I Because th- Zuck, Loki, he fucking trains, bro. Well, dude, look Like, at- Zuckerberg's not a fucking slouch when it comes to fighting. Like, he actually does train that shit, bro. Well, so, look at Elon's, Elon's shape right now versus Zuck. So, Elon was in way worse shape before. He's got a lot better shape, you know, in the past couple of months. But Zuck, dude, he's been, dude, he's been like, he's been for years. doing jujitsu for, for a long good time now. Yeah. And you he's know- been in the circuit. Um, I've seen some of his stories of uh, my boy, the style band there. I'm a big fan of him. Um, he was out there with him, you know, hanging out, chilling sparring a little bit i don't know if they're legit sparring you know but obviously he was with the guys uh, there was somebody else there too with him i forget who he there's had one there. other one too yeah um i forget what the other guy was but he, he's in the game he's in the business to me personally dude i i think that if it really came down to it if it really came down to do my real. boy mark is eating elon all day lot, bro he's smashing him but you know how i know too i think i think i know for a fact because he hired the people from twitter mm. came out with fucking threads before mm. x drop took their color scheme he basically said i fucking dare you to do something he's like i dare you he's like i'm gonna take that shit we can handle that shit in the ring like that's how i know he'd fuck him up bro that's how confident he is but if you look at threads right now you brought up threads i don't think not to switch topics but threads is not 
I don't think it's as popping as most people thought it was going to be. No, but it wasn't even that. It was, it was like, you know how the Cold War was back in the day where you're like shooting shots? Like that was his shot, bro. He hired on all those yeah. Twitter people and basically like, fuck you. I'm going to do exactly yeah. that. I so, get it. I'm just saying. But if you, look at, if you look at Twitter right now or you look at X right now, X and Twitter is just killing. Threads. Bro, oh, 100%. I mean, rightfully so, but I mean, that's you, the main thing. And, and you know what? I think like I think Threads broke a lot of the headlines early on, only because the conversion was so easy. Because it was almost like, I, you know, I think if they yeah. would have kept a native to Instagram, like within the same app, I think would have performed a lot better. But they made a separate app, and like even to me, the reason why I don't do it is because, bro, I'm not gonna open up another app. When was like, the last time you guys got on Threads? Like, be real honest. Bro, I, never, I got on when I signed up. I've never been back on it. Two days ago. They, no. Like, honestly, I don't use it. Like, yeah, I thought I'd use it a lot more, but I well, mean, you, the idea you use of it, it. You use your social media for entirely different things. Now, let's not go into that. Let's not go down that road here. Breaking, but no, I've, you know, I've, I've, yeah, I'm not using it as much as I would, but I also don't use Twitter <laughs> either. So that whole, like, type of platform, <laughs> I don't use in general. And X isn't even done, too, because I think he wants to roll out, like, a super, what do they call like a super app? Which they do. It's really big in like Asia and like other countries. What is it? So a super app is where you can like, bro, you can do anything through there. So like, you're ordering your food through there. Like, it's pretty much a one stop shop. So you're ordering clothes through there. Walmart's basically through there. Well, dude, that's why they were saying that he picked up the X. So also too, like, um, uh, there's a there's a U.S. steel company that has like the ticker on the stock market as like the dollar sign X. You know, that's like their ticker. Um, it's like a U.S. I think it's literally called the U.S. steel company, and there was like a random bid for the company. So a lot of people are saying that it was Elon Musk. Trying to like, you know, submitting the bid because it was unsolicited. I mean, the company's not even for sale, so mm -hmm. he just kind of sent them a bid, and they're saying that he's doing that to buy the ticker X because right now the ticker's still, I think, Twitter's Twitter's old uh, ticker on the market. So he just wants to get X all the way across. But yeah. he's been trying to do this for a long, like, right. a long and, time. And well, Elon has always been a really big advocate of crypto, right? So a lot of people are saying that just like you're saying, the super app concept, like he his whole game plan long term is to make X like a super app exactly. and, and incorporate it with crypto so that you can buy your clothes, your food, and all everything. That stuff. Through, through X. So, I don't know. I think that's a little weird, though. Like, it's a little dangerous because, I don't know, bro. It's just kind of weird, like, to have, like, one app has that much access to your life. Like, it has access to your finances, your friend group, and all this stuff. And it's just, well, I mean, Twitter's get hacked all the time, bro. Like, True. where's the security on that? You know but what I mean? But the thing, too, is, so, in, like, AliExpress was kind of one of those things, too. In other countries, though, they're already doing it. They're already super popular. So, I think they said in, like, one third of the world's super apps, like everybody has them. So if you live in a certain region, you have that app no matter what. Everybody dude, uses it. So also too though, like in Asia and a lot of the stuff though, they've been they've been like really kind of getting rid of like their their paper currency, right? Kind of on the topic of crypto. Mm. But they've been going all digital. Now to me, the thing like the I guess like the big kind of argument which I agree with, with the whole crypto thing is like, well you kind of lose power over your money, right? So you have like other like more like socialist countries where basically like if you don't abide by what the state wants you to do or like you behave a certain way. Well, now, I mean, right now they can't do shit because you have cash. You know what I mean? So you can still go out and do whatever you got to do. But, you know, like in like really like communist countries, for example, if you kind of go against the flow, so to speak, well, dude, they can just turn off your fucking user ID, right? And then you can't spend any of your money. Or they like, True. they pull your shit, you know, and you're like, well, you can't function in society because True. of your little fucking app. So I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, I don't know, bro. To me, that whole thing, it's, it's a cool concept. But um, I, I, for me, it's not, I'm not into it yet, dude. Too much power, huh? But I mean, it is working though in other countries. But I agree, that's just that double-edged sword of it. Yeah, it's man, like, do we really want to go that route? And do we trust Elon enough to do that shit, bro? Like, that's my thing, dude. That's a good question. Do you trust Elon? Me? Do you <laughs> drop below? <if> you trust <laughs> Elon? Like Mark Zuckerberg, bro? I don't trust him. Uh, by the way, I think his PR team has done a fucking great job in changing his image. Like whatever True. Uh, PR firm he hired. Bro, they've been killing it, right? Like, everybody, like, likes him now. He's, like, buff. He looks good. He's hanging out with, like, these athletes. 
like you know he's kind of like a little bit positive light but don't forget dude he he look, look at the don't forget about the, the positions he had dude in, in congress you know that dude looked like a fucking robot when he was getting grilled right about a oh, this, the clone. <laughs> this <laughs> is definitely <laughs> the clone bro yeah so um yeah dude i i, I don't know it was definitely con- it was definitely controversial uh, was, a big controversial dude. topic and on the topic of controversy Ooh. uh have you guys seen the whole controversy about fuzzy tube and how he's been streaming a lot, twenty four seven. Have you guys oh, Fuzzy! Oh my god, this guy just fucking fucks up nonstop. But have you really watched it though, bro? bro I've been okay. So no, have, but have you watched like more than like really genuinely watched more than one? So have I you, uh, have you go, have you tuned on his stream live? No. Okay, okay. so let me let me Let's let me hear, break okay. it down. Okay, let me break it down. So there's two different sides of it. Okay, I get both sides. People at home, they're probably gonna think the exact. Oh, I hope they think the exact same way. But like one side of it is yeah, he's kind of a nutcase a little bit. Some of the shit he says, some of the stuff he says on stream, some of the stuff he's been saying. Kind of a nutcase where rocker. it's kind of weird, kind of off the rockers a little bit, right? What I, I get what you're saying. Number two, the business side of it, we were looking at it quite a bit, <laughs> especially on the way here. The business side of it is so genius. Have you guys ever seen the Truman Show? The movie? Yeah. With Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yes. So Truman Show, right? The Truman Show, the whole, the whole premise of it was people were watching his life and they, were, they got to see the outside look. Mm-hmm. He's doing the exact same thing, the Truman Show. But Fousey Tube style on kick platform streaming 24-7. But did you see... Okay, so he was at the airport or whatever. This girl talked about... I don't know if she said... She had like... Um, I guess she was like in sex work or something like that before. Mm-hmm. And then literally like the next 20 minutes, like, guys, I just had sex. So, okay, Bro, so, like, it's- but you have to watch the whole thing. So like if you actually watch the clip, he went up to her after. He met her on the plane, went up to her after, was running game. Yeah, she told him a little about the sex work, different stuff. There was like a cult or something like that. And then long story short, at the end, he did say on his stream, he was like, yeah, I just smashed or whatever it is, right? I just joined the Mile High Club. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after that, he did say he was messing around. He was just joking. He, he apologized for it. He regretted it. And then I feel like the whole internet canceled him for that. You know, it's just – but if you think about it, if you really think about it, if I were to put a camera on you guys for 24-7 – you can't tell me there's not one thing you would do without the whole day that's going to make you controversial. But my thing is this. If you know she had an issue with sex work, right, and you know that it was an issue in her life, are you going to pop back on like a fucking like 16-year-old that just lost his virginity? <laughs> like, oh, I just joined the Mile High Club. Like, bro, what the fuck? Well, yeah, she, that's what I'm saying. He was crying too, sure. wasn't he? Like, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And like, Fousey well, always does a really good job at coming back and then fucking it up again. He does. 100%. And that's kind of like his like revolving door for him you know what i mean I, I, you know what I, I do i i see what the point you're making um but also too they're like whether fuzzy he's like whatever he's super controversial right i don't know if it's calculated or not i mean i don't Could know if be. it's like i don't know if it's like he i mean he, he is off he's he's off bro. He, he he's, some of the stuff he says off. bro is just off the wall where i'm like you really question is he okay Oh that's, no! That's but that's what everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like it's respectfully, so much, respectfully like, though, right? Like <laughs> anybody else could do this, but like, no, don't make him do the 24 well, hour dude, stream. But the one, the one, the one thing though that we're literally talking about it because I hadn't really watched them live, dude. So I've seen a shit ton of clips. Like I've seen like, like the me, 10, yeah. 15 minute clips, dude. Like little clips on YouTube. I've seen the one, two minute clips on TikTok, whatever. So I finally watched his live today. He's like, bro, have you watched it? I'm like, bro, I haven't fucking watched it. So uh, first of all, he switched over to Cake. Got a fucking fat ass, fat ass deal, right? Like God knows how big it is. That's um, controversy as well, and that is a controversy as well. And he switched over, and I was like, well, dude, like, because he keeps hearing, uh, he, he was telling me about it. He's been telling me about it for a couple of days. I keep hearing about it. Like, he's on fucking TikTok. Like, you see the clips. Like, everybody knows who he is, right? Um, and I watch his live, dude, and his live, he's literally at the gym. He's fucking chilling, working out, um, not doing anything special. Like, he actually goes and takes a piss. He has a mic on, so you hear the fucking stream. Like, you, the stream of, like, stream of, like, piss. Is it you know strong, I mean? though? Um, well, it depends. It depends <laughs> on what you categorize strong, bro. Um, but it did sound pretty firm. Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, um, and you hear a dude, I'm like, dude, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I, we were watching on the way here, and I was just caught myself watching it. And it really is like the Truman Show, because, like, he, dude, you're watching the dude live. Like, he's not, I mean, he does say some stuff. He talks himself, and, like, he does some awful Bro, But he shit. records himself sleeping. Like, he doesn't turn it off. He, like, when he's sleeping, he, like, you can turn it on. Two o'clock in the morning, this guy's, like, crashed out, catching some Z's. I mean, that is dope. And he's sleeping. And you can tune in, dude. It's super cool. And, and the thing about it, though, like, so he he said, it, he was telling me, like, and, and I've seen the clips of him, so I can say it, right? Like, so you have, like, Aiden has done the crazy streams. They're in their house, right? Like, the 30-day streams. Uh, Kai has done the same thing, but they're in their house. And there's some people that will go out into the world, and they'll do it. You know, they'll do, like, the in-life stream, the IRL streams for, like, a day, maybe a few hours. But, dude, nobody's ever done what he's doing, you know what I mean? And it's so crazy because if you think about it, um, dude, you go live, you, you essentially have your own TV show. You don't have to worry about networks. Sure. You don't have to worry about, like, all that bullshit. Um, you have your own TV show, and he's doing it, right? And he's only been doing it before, you said, like, 30 days? Dude, 30 days, and because of his commitment to go live every single day, he's already changed his life, like, tremendously, financially, um, because of that. And he knows he knows nobody else. Is, like, he knows nobody else is crazy enough to do it. And I mean, dude, to make it at a high level and no matter in what industry, bro, I feel like you got to be off the rockers, like in some sort of form, like you got to fucking believe in some crazy shit. And he does. And, uh, you know, I mean, his deal is worth people say like 50 mil, 100 mil, 30 mil. I've heard a lot of different numbers, but whatever the number is, dude, it's a shit ton of money for the dude just walking around going live. So, um, but that brings me to the next point is like, do you guys really think that streaming 24 seven is viable long term? Right. I mean. Or you think you think he's gonna keep it up, or you think he's gonna stop it? Well, dude, I mean, it, it's kind of like the Truman Show, right? Because, like, I mean, he he figured out he was in a show eventually, right? But at first, he didn't really get it. And I mean, dude, the guy was gonna get married and shit like that, you know. So I think the market is always gonna be there. People are always gonna watch, you know. People are always gonna watch. Um, I think for me, if I was doing it, I mean, I already kind of singing. I'm like, dude, you do seasons, you know. Maybe for one year, you stream two, three months at a time. You lay off maybe a couple, because it's a mind fuck, bro. To be on the internet twenty four seven. That is crazy, bro. <laughs> you have to constantly think, bro. You have to constantly be conscious of what you're doing, what you're saying. To an extent, I mean, you could just be like, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But though. You know, I mean, is it really feasible for someone to do that 24-7? But he's doing it. And, and then people he even is. ask him, though, but like you, you mentioned, is it feasible? People even ask him. He was on a stream with Aiden Ross, and Aiden Ross was telling him, like, hey, do you, do you think this is, like, healthy for you? Not only can you do it, because Fuji was like, yeah, I can do it 100%. He's like, of course I can do it. But he's like, not only can you do it, but do you think it's healthy for you? Do you think it's going to affect your long-term mental health and long-term game? And Fuji was like, no, I got, got it, I got he's it. He's like but the last person for mental shit, though. Yeah. For, you know what I mean? And you can tell, but but, but when you see it, I, I think if you look back from when he was first going live to now, it's a little bit of like you can tell when someone's been on camera too long, I think. But like well, you said, Fuji's really good at coming back, getting back on the scene, and then just <laughs> super crazy off the wall. Up. Well, dude, and also, too, though, I, I think it's really comparable to, like, Jersey Shore, bro, because okay. if you think about Jersey Shore, like, okay, they were in live, but they had cameras on them 24-7. Like, at the house, bro, like, um, like the rooms where they slept in, they were being recorded. So, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, they would smash whatever, you know what I mean? And it would get cut out from the from the show. But, dude, they had the cameras 24-7 on them. True. Obviously, the post-production is different, so like you only saw certain portions of it. Uh, but they didn't know what was going to be on there or not. You know, they had cameras on them 24-7. They did it for seasons. I mean, it fucked some of them up. You know what I mean? Like, if you go like go back in time now, you it fucked some of them up. Like, mentally, like, it was straining. But, I mean, they did it, and they cashed out, you know, so. And, um, and the important thing to know, too, is if you look at what he's been streaming on, right? He started off on Twitch. He got banned mm -hmm. twice on Twitch for doing different stuff. And then now he's on Kick. And so that brings up the next question of, we talked about it before, about the big battle between Kick versus Twitch. Twitch has been the powerhouse for so long, and everyone 
feels like to stream, you have to go on Kick, but or you have to go on Twitch. Twitch. But if you look at it now, there's a lot of way, a lot of people going on Kick, and I think oh. arguably because of Aiden Ross, all the stuff he's doing there. What? Yeah, heavy I think hitters going on know. Kick. I think a lot of people know that Twitch is dying right now, and it's like <clears throat> I watch a lot of shows to like YouTube where people bring up like what we're doing right now. We talk about current topics. Mm. A lot of people are noticing that Twitch is going down, bro. You know what I mean? So it's I th I think it's very noticeable, and I think a lot of people are going to start making that jump. So I think there is going to be a huge. Well, if you look shift. at the woke culture, right? The whole woke culture now for anything. I feel like in business, in life, and in anything, every single industry has a woke culture. Well, eventually they they wake up and they're like, hey, well. Why is there so many restrictions on X, Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like with Twitch and streaming, it's been such a new platform where I feel like there hasn't been a lot of that. But now there's been a lot of more streamers. There's so much more people streaming where they're kind of starting to catch on. Like, why can't I say this? Why can't I do this on stream? Like, this mm -hmm. is literally my independent contracting business. Mm -hmm. Why can't I do what I want to do? Yep. And so I feel like that's why it opened up such a huge way for Aiden, for, um, for all the other streamers on Kick. And all the, I mean, it's crazy what they're doing over there. Bro, Kick has, I mean, dude, uh, honestly, I was really, like, skeptical. At first, I was like, man, I don't know if they're really going to pop, bro. But um, it was so weird because as Kick came out and said, hey, like, you can say what the fuck you want to do with your life. Fuzzy, I was watching him live. He was, like, hitting his vaping shit, bro. Twitch, you would have got banned, like, instantly. You know what I mean? So I was like, dude, that's so crazy because I, I never, to be honest with you, I never really expected Kick to, like, really stick. I thought it was going to be kind of, like, this weird kind of area where, like, just weird people go to, you know. But now it's got, like, some of the heavy hitters. And the reason why is because there's a little more of a freedom element to it compared to Twitch. Twitch is just, like, it's so weird, bro, because it's like you said, it's a platform. You're streaming your own stuff, but you have to abide by but all these weird ass rules, bro. There's literally hot tub streams where you have chicks and different stuff that have their. And that's a hypocrisy. Yeah, there's that's so a, much stuff out, right? Where it's like, how is that okay? But some of the stuff that the other streamers have got banned for, how is that not okay? Well, it's kind of like the same thing with Instagram and X, right? On yeah. X, bro. You can watch fucking anything on there, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally anything on there. Versus, you know, Instagram, you say, like, a bad word, a cuss word. And what it's can like, you hey, watch on there? Against what, community what, fucking standards. What's some stuff you can watch on X? Uh, some X-rated things, <laughs> I assume, from <laughs> <laughs> what I've been told. So, but you know, I'm, pretty sure, suitable, I'm Look, pretty sure it's suitable. You don't sound like you're telling that like from the second story. You sound like you're telling that from experience. I don't know. We'll let the chat. We'll, we'll let the people decide how we're watching. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But I feel like, especially in America, where we're very like First Amendment, you should be able to say whatever you want. We should be able to say whatever the fuck we want. We shouldn't be able to be like even on YouTube, where I know if you like cuss too much it'll literally not push it in the algorithm where it's like, you should be able to say whatever you want to say. Yep. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be scared to like be true to yourself and be transparent. And that's where, yeah, like you said, that's where kick comes in and they've been coming in. And I feel like if you look at some well, of the growing. other, yeah, they're growing huge. And if you look at some of the other people who have been on YouTube or been on Twitch before, I can only imagine what they would be like on kick. Cause they'd be whatever they were before times 10. Kind of like if you look at the Paul brothers right now, right? Yes. The Paul brothers right now, and that's besides the point. Like the stuff they would do on Kick would be crazy. But what I really want to get into on the Paul Brothers is, did you guys see the whole interview where they were on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Jake Paul was on Logan Paul's podcast, and it was super awkward. Like if you guys ever had siblings, if you guys have ever had siblings at home, there's always like a friendly competition, right? There's always a friendly competition, or not so friendly sometimes. Or not no, so friendly. not friendly. But not then friendly I feel like all. there is. You are. <laughs> you need to fuck. You are. <laughs> you got to rewind a couple episodes to to brisk a little. <laughs> <laughs> but but. It's supposed to be friendly, right? But I feel like there is times where it gets a little too competitive where I feel like it's not so friendly, where it's a little bit crossing the line. And I think if you look at the Logan Paul with Jake Paul interview, I think it crossed the line what Logan Paul did with Jake Paul. What do you guys think? 
Dude, okay. Well, first of all, Nate, did you watch it? Did, did you not see those clips? me in. Let's hear this. Let's okay, hear this. so uh, they're they're in the show, right? They're in the podcast, whatever. Um, and essentially, Logan Logan was like telling Jake shit. He was like, "Bro, like, what the fuck?" Or you know, Logan, bro, like, what the hell? Um, security said that I can't come in wearing Prime or with a Prime in my hand or anything like that. Like, bro, like it's my company. I'm your brother. Like, why can't I promote it at your event? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Jake was like, "Well, bro, I have another sponsor, and that's a conflict of interest." Like, why would you do that? You know, like, of course you can't do it, bro. It's like a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. So uh, Logan was like, well, bro, but I'm your brother. And you he was talking I mean? about, just for context, he was talking about the Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz fight. Yes. So it was at the Jake Paul versus Diaz fight where he went to go watch him. So Jake went yeah, to go. Yeah, uh, Okay. Yeah, Logan went to watch Jake. So Logan, when he was going, going into the stands, you know, obviously we all know him. And, uh, you know, everybody that has a business, like, they, you try to fucking... You're on the spotlight, so you're going to use it yeah. to promote whatever brands you're, you know, you, you have a stake in. So he was trying to promote Prime, but at the event the venue and security at the venue were like no bro you can't do it like you can't push prime if you push prime we're gonna have to kick you out and the craziest thing is he literally flew all the way from his WWE event on a private jet flew all the way immediately after yeah immediately after to go to Jake Paul's event and obviously he primed like Danny was saying primes his main bread and butter brand that he's building That's that's his main thing and the fact that he wasn't able to bring it in where they specifically told him Logan if you bring anything with prime if you're wearing a prime bottle if you're wearing a prime hat you will literally get escorted out of your brother's event. And then him, on the podcast, he was like, bro, like Danny was saying, like, bro, I'm what do you brother. mean? I'm your brother. How are you going to not let me promote but, my brand? But business and business, right? Like, we hear business I'm on business. Jake's side. I'm, I'm on Jake's, Jake's side, I want to put that out there. I'm like, Logan, if you fuck it, like, bro, come on now. Like, I'm not going to, like, let's say it rolls reverse. That's like fucking Jake having some shit that was like, you know what I'm saying? The opposite of that. Why would you promote that well, shit? Dude, and that, so, so uh, Jake, one of the things that he mentioned to him, which if you kept up with him or you watch him, like especially business-wise, it's true. Jake was telling Logan, like, bro, you play both sides of the fence. Like when it's convenient for you, you want to play the brother card. When it's not, like you don't. You know what I mean? You play the business card. Like, bro, it's a business. Sorry, I can't help you. Business is business. See, Jake is always real too. Yes. And so Logan was like, so he was trying to, he does, you know, he played, he was trying to pull that brother card. And Jay, and and then Logan tried to make a point where like, well, bro, we let you promote your stuff at our event. And then Jake was like, well, yeah, bro, it's because you and the company you work with are fucked. Uh, they're idiots. Like, why would you do that, bro? Like, that's stupid. <laughs> well, hey, like, like, I'm going to take advantage real of it, bro. Fact. I'm going to take advantage of it, but you guys are stupid. Like, Bro, like, uh, obviously, for us, our contracts that we have have a lot of clauses, and we cover every single base, bro. We do good business. We're a smart business. So, if you guys didn't do that, bro, I mean, that's on you, bro. Like, if you would have done it, he's like, I would have followed the rules, bro, but you didn't. You know what I mean? So, but, that's on you. But the thing is, on that, one one of the biggest things we didn't really mention yet so far was that the whole reason why Jake Paul doesn't want him to promote Prime is because he's part, Logan's partnered with KSI, his arch nemesis, yep. on Prime. So, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason why Jake was like, bro, why would I let you come in and promote something that... Some guy who I absolutely hate, KSI, is partnered with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then that's when Logan tried to play the brother of the car. He's like, bro, I'm your brother. He's like, well, yeah, you're my brother. But if you're so much my brother, why'd you partner with my enemy mm. on a bil- billion-dollar brand that you're trying to build? That doesn't make any sense. Damn, that's funny. But that shows you kind of true, like, where it always goes back to Logan being kind of, like, wishy-washy. Like, he'll change his morals and what he believes in to kind of be accepted by whatever he believes in at the time you know what i mean so i think jake is opposite of that where he's just real as fuck all well, the time it, i mean it kind of showed logan's true colors too whenever he was saying that like jake you're you're, you're not going to do the rematch with tommy like that that's mine like i already let you have your shine it's my turn to shine now and jake was like bro what are you talking about like mm-hmm. you're doing wwe you're conquering this industry i'm conquering this industry why are you trying to conquer both and be so greedy with it where you're now trying to come over here and just steal my thunders? I, I, mean, I don't know. As a brother. It was like that big brother, little brother shit for sure. If you, mm. if you like have brothers and you have an older brother, you're the younger brother, like, you know, there's like that, like that rivalry, dude. Like, it, 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 it gets ugly sometimes, you know? But um, also, too, though, Logan, 
Do you have another thing for Logan for the crypto? I do. So the craziest part about this is obviously when it, well, on that same podcast, last thing we'll say on the podcast, because we're on All Aces podcast, is that uh, <laughs> um, one of the things they broke news there was Logan Paul is supposed to be fighting Dylan Dennis, which is it's supposed to be a big fight. Dylan Dennis is the guy notorious for running his mouth to every single influencer trying to get on the on any card he can, right? And one of the biggest things he did recently was Logan Paul was going to make a huge bet of a million dollars to Dylan Dennis on the fight. Of a million dollars. And then he got so much hate, so much backlash. Because if you guys remember, back when NFTs were popping, Logan Paul dropped a big NFT and it flopped. flopped. The fake ass one, right? It flopped, the, fake, scam. The zoo one or whatever the, the fuck? crypto zoo? Yeah, whatever, that weird wh- shit. Whatever you want to call it, people say at home, either it's scammed, flopped, it didn't work out. And so he, the biggest thing was they were saying that he can pay a million dollars to a bet, but he can't pay his... Supporters back. He can't pay the people back that he owes money to. Bro, again, back to fucking Logan flip-flopping. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just, he he tries to play, like, again, like, he tries to play the brother card, or he'll try to play this card, or he'll be the victim card. Like, he just, he tries to do whatever it takes to kind of appease everybody and make himself seem good, even though he's doing the mm-hmm. most dirt out of everybody. Yeah, dude. I mean, the crypto zoo, um, there was a YouTuber, dude. What's the name of the YouTuber? Coffeezilla? That called him out, huh? Coffeezilla, dude. And he called did, like, out a every connection and shit. Oh, he made a China, huge video yeah. on that. I, I mean, to me, mm-hmm. pretty obvious after the research... It was a rug pull, you know. I mean, obviously there was a couple of loose ends, but you know, ultimately it looks like it was never meant for success. It was more of a rug pull type of deal. Um, and you know, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not in the industry. I'm not in the game, so I don't know how it works. But obviously, we've seen other people have successful projects. I mean, right now crypto's down bad overall, you know. So if you're a crypto holder, you're, you're holding your diamond Rip. handing right <laughs> now. Bro. Rip. I thought it's been going uh, more bullish recently, like in the past month or two. Well, it depends on which coin. Well, you're the, the about. NFT though, the NFT game, like. Dude, even the Ape Yacht Club, like they're the board Ape Yacht Club, whatever, dude, they're like down bad right oh, now. Oh, NFTs for sure, yeah. But I think Bitcoin's starting to go back up and then Ethereum too a little yeah. bit. Okay, but okay, you guys want okay, so speaking of contracts and families, have you guys heard about the blind side and what's going on with that? Whoa! That, bro, the Whoa! story of the blind side, bro. <laughs> dude, I was so fucking shocked when I read that. Because like, what the fuck? Bro, okay. Uh, yes, dude, because obviously the blind side. So if you remember the blind side, Michael Orr. Sandra um, Bullock killed it. Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock, 10 out of 10. Great Just movie. It was a great up. fucking movie. Great. Heartfelt as fuck. Yes. Like the, the white family adopts the black kid. He goes <laughs> to the NFL. It's so fucking well, sweet. Yes. And, and we still get fucked over again. Dude, and it was so crazy because like you you had that like, damn, that's so real. Like that was such a cool story. Badass come up. Michael Orr playing the NFL. Baller killed it. Um, and then Oscar, it was an Oscar winning film. Yes. And I cried a little bit. I cried a little bit. It was emotional. And dude, to find out that it was all fucking fake. I mean, it kind of did happen like the way the movie portrays it, but, but behind the scenes, behind the scenes, fucking contracts, the characters behind it and the motives behind it wasn't as fairy tale as Disney percentage. Yeah. It wasn't like, as like lovey dovey, like let's do something. Like he wasn't even adopted. Right. No. So he just signed over like basically this sign. I forget what the, Legal term is got Britney Spears. Um, yes, got what Britney Spears, right? That like, is that's Britney Spears. Yeah, like, what happened is. with her dad? Although, I think <laughs> she should go back to being in that, but anyways, yes. So, basically, they sent over like he signed, like, they forced them or like tricked them. I should say, not forced them, they tricked them to signing paperwork that uh, basically handed them the conservation rights for all his stuff. So, they like benefited, they got a huge bag off of the movie and all the other stuff that came along with it, right? So it was kind of like a smart scam business move type of deal, you know. I mean they scammed the shit out of them. That's can be too smart if they fucking got caught up with it. Yes. And you know, and who knows, dude, I wonder how long he's been holding that back for because obviously he's had the money to pull pull, you know, 
put the put the lawsuit in and handle the legal fees and all that stuff. So um, I wonder what happened that finally made him go, or if he barely found out. Perhaps I don't know how that happened. But um, yeah, dude. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets compensated because so fucked up, bro. Though. That's crazy. Yeah. So essentially, so fucked up. So essentially, the big issue is that um, you know Michael Orr and that family. I forget the name of the family, but um, but um, Michael Orr and the name of the, fa- the the family, right? So they adopted him, and you will think that Michael Orr got compensated accordingly, right? Because without him, the story doesn't even exist. So you would think that he would get cashed out for that deal, right? Well, he didn't. And he never has. So what ended up happening was that the family basically tricked him to signing certain documents that made them the beneficiaries of most of that bag. And that's what he's going to take him to court for, right? So he's basically alleging that, hey, it was all fake. I signed some shit without even knowing what it was. Um, This is not fair. And I want to get reimbursed for all that money because realistically without me, there is no story, right? Exactly. Here, here's the thing on the other side of it. Do you think that he would still have the same argument or he'd still be bringing up the same thing if had his NFL career really took off and he's still been playing or he still really got the bag? Do you think he would even care about that? Uh, well, you know, honestly, for me, I, I would. Even if like I was, even if I was like a Hall of Famer lineman, I would because like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah, the money, whatever is cool. But the way they went about making the money wasn't fair. So I would still try to get compensated for that. The what did they take? It, are they taking his royalties or how is that working? I thought they took the money from everything too. So exactly. So basically holding conservation rights means like you're basically pimping that person and like you you're like you make the money, not them. Mm-hmm. And you can like, like you choose what happens basically. Exactly. You make the decision. Yeah. So it wasn't like he acted like a like his own party. Like they acted on his behalf and basically Seal the deals on his behalf without him really knowing what was going on or like exactly how much money he has. Because in the in the letter, like in the letter for the for like the uh, the legal case, he's asking the court to have the family reveal the amount of funds that they've generated from his likeness from the movie and all that stuff. Because he doesn't even know how much money it's been, oh, so he just wants to get his fair share. So um, yeah, he was like blindsided. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, huh? <laughs> so on the topic, the staying on the topic of contracts, what do you guys think of Neymar's huge record-breaking contract with the Saudi club? What do you guys think of that? Bro, it's time, dude. Look, honestly, the Saudis, bro, they're coming in. They're paying out big backs to all these athletes. They got the money. They got the money, bro. They got the money. They got, but honestly, like, what's the, like, what, I, what I'm really kind of wondering myself is what's, like, the motive? Like, why are these guys, why are the Saudis just cashing out this gigantic proportions of money? I think it's status. I think it's nothing else but status. Why, mm. why, when people have money, I think whenever you get to a certain level with money, it doesn't mean anything. Like, your Bugattis, your Lamborghinis, it doesn't mean anything anymore. What means something is your name. What means something is your legacy that you leave. So I feel mm. like the Saudis right now, the reason why they're cashing out that this is a $300 million guaranteed deal yeah. with, Golly. it can go up towards a $400 million. Bro, and, and it has like bonus for every time he posts on social media about the Saudi league and all that stuff. Like he's getting like a bag and a half. Bro. D- different bonuses. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like all that is a whole, all a part of leaving their legacy, leaving the mark, knowing that whenever you think of the Saudis, it's no more of whatever you thought before. Now what it is, is, what do you think when I say Saudi club right now? Bro, when I see Saudis now, like, you know, it used to be like, or, and it's true. I mean, they're, they're rebranding, dude. I, mm-hmm. I used to think of like oil war, Dubai. Now it's like Dubai, Mbappe. Now I just Neymar. think of money. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of cashing out the bag, money. You have Live Golf. Live, bro, Live they Golf have was so another big much one. money to do it, though. That's what's crazy. And they paid a crybaby out, bro. I've never been a Neymar fan, but whatever. 
Neymar's good, bro. Neymar's my money. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you're right because I think it's just about to. It's kind of like it's kind of like the pride in their in their own like their name. You know what I mean? Because obviously, to have like the best of the best, it's like a flex. You know, it's like the people that own like the racehorses. It's a flex to have them. Like CR7's you know, over matter. there too, right? Cristiano's out He's there. He's still over there in that league too. Benzema's out there. Um, they're, they're keep signing guys. You know, what's so crazy. There was a guy. I forget the name of the player. Um, but dude, one of the fans gifted him a Rolex. So like, uh, you know, here in the U.S., you might get jumped if you come out the wrong tunnel. Uh, <laughs> but over there, you know, you have this guy, like the Saudi guy, like uh, I think it was Fabinho, or I, I, it might not be Fabinho, but I think it was. He comes out of the tunnel. He just recently went over there too on like a Neymar type deal. Um, and the, the 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 fan dude, he's out there. He like, oh, talks to him right. He like. Like motions for the wrist, and he like just like clasps on the Rolex on his wrist. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I'm gonna start practicing soccer, bro. I don't know about you guys. I'm gonna get as good as I can. As we're, in the, we're in the wrong sport bro. <laughs> as soon as I can, bro. Like God. So yeah, dude, over there the Saudis, bro, they're cashing out. Uh, bro, I'm not surprised if they're gonna start throwing NFL league and just buy out the NFL pretty soon, bro. Well, I feel so. like that's that's one of the only sports they haven't touched yet, yeah. right? Is the, the NFL? Yeah, they have golf, NFL, soccer. UFC. They haven't touched UFC, UFC. yet. Uh, well, dude, they, they're they not going to. They, uh, they have a little bit because I, the UFC went to Abu Dhabi. So yeah, I'm lying about that. Okay. But they're, they're, they're tapping out there. Well, even some of the biggest, some big fights recently happened in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, too, no? Like well, boxing? The end of this year. Yeah. The end of this year, there's with um, Charles Oliveira and uh, what's his name? Maka, how do you say it? Makachev? Makachev? Well, what, yeah, the, the champion. Uh, he, he, they're they're going to be going over there yeah. and fighting over there. So it's going to be a huge bag. It's huge. One, one of the biggest cards of the year. So. Shout out to the Saudis, baby. They're cashing out. About they're cashing, they're out, cashing out, man. Out, man. And lastly, on the topic, because I know we're kind of running short on time here, on the last topic of cashing out, did you guys watch the Johnny Manziel, the Money Manziel? Bro. What do you guys think of that? You watch it? <laughs> I have not seen Bro. it yet. Nate, I know. Did you guys watch it? Nate, next time next yeah. time you come on the podcast and you didn't watch the documentary, you need to be cultured, notes, bro. bro. You need to be cultured, bro. <laughs> um, oh, Johnny Manziel is cultured? <laughs> Bro, no, but he's been culture, bro. What do you mean? Uh, he was culture, bro. He was, he is, was, and always will be culture. Johnny football, man. Dude, honestly, bro, I remember. Well, that was back in the day when NCAA was still a game, and oh, bro, you you went with A and M because of him. Well, the one thing everybody's saying too is like he pretty much admitting admitted to like taking deals and stuff like that too. But look at they didn't take his Heisman, but everybody's talking about Reggie Bush because his Heisman taken. But you should have watched the documentary because if you watched it, you would know that whatever whatever. They said in there that they literally painted a narrative that his family was rich. So whenever they talked about not taking his Heisman, the reason why was because they couldn't prove that he took that money. They they had a bunch of different allegations and other stuff they had mm-hmm. going on. But one of the biggest things was they created this whole narrative that Johnny Manziel's family came from oil money or mm-hmm. different yes. stuff. Because I thought he was rich too. Till this. Well, bro, so I did too. So the whole thing was like his best friend at the time, um, he played football with him. You know, his best friend at the time. Um, he, I don't think he played college football with him, but he, played, he met him in high school football, and he just, you know, they were buddies. So he basically became like his like suit. Like he be, he became his manager by default. You gotcha. know what I mean? So he would be in charge of like setting up like the signing the signing sessions and all that stuff. So at the time when Johnny was really popping, if you remember, he popped off freshman year. Johnny so, football. Yeah, Johnny football. So Texas A&M had a rule where freshmen could not talk to the press. Mm. So that was like the perfect opportunity for his best friend to come in there and create a narrative that his family came from oil money. 
because I mean the dude was out there. It was like prime Instagram flex area, boys. Flex era. So he was out there flying private. He was a fucking Drake. He was like with all these celebrities, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Yo, like how's this kid? How's this college kid like just balling this out?" This was before driving Benzos. deals. So this he, was before he anyone can make money. On himself with the documentary, though, right? Well, he didn't dry snitch. He snitched on himself. He that's what I'm saying. Him, but that's why everybody's saying that he should get his Heisman taken, though, because he did snitch on himself. So you look at Johnny Menzel. Why in the world is Texan a Texas A&M who he put a thousand percent on the map? Oh, gonna be able to make hundreds of millions of dollars and Johnny Manziel is like you can't make anything because who was going to Texas A&M at that time bro come well, on exactly. and, and Texas A&M too also too like in the documentary talk about how they had just joined the SEC and like dude people are like well do they belong do they not belong and then he comes in there and just slings it against Bama bro <laughs> yeah. and then they're just like ah yeah and he belongs there I mean he had Mike Evans he had a lot of great players shout too. out Mike Evans shout out my boy Mike Evans baby fantasy's coming I got bro you. a thousand yards um, every season crazy huh? Thousand yards every he, he, season. He, he, honestly, he kind of let me down last season, but hey, he, he's no he, Debo he, Samuel. But I mean, we'll, oh, you better quit that's here now, bro. Anyways, um, so yeah, dude. But uh, to me, I, I really appreciated that Johnny Manziel bro kept it a buck because oftentimes, dude, you have a lot of these other quarterbacks or superstars that they just they don't really sh- they don't keep it a buck, bro. Like they still kind of have this narrative or try to like you know talk around it. But he was just like, yeah, bro. I mean, I fucked up. It was what it was. I just, you know, by the time I got to the NFL, I had already lived, like, the super life. Like, I didn't really give a shit anymore, you know. I was, like, over it. I was hooked on drugs. Like, that was my life, dude. And so it was really cool, bro. I mean, obviously kind of, like, a sad story because he was super talented. But um, crazy insight, bro, into, like, the whole madness, bro. Because I was in high school when he was popping, bro. Oh, um, yeah. And it was just nuts, bro, to watch him because he was really, bro, he was really balling out out there. Like, it was Do, it do was you guys ever think bro. he regrets all the stuff he did, all the shenanigans, all the other crazy stuff he did? I don't think so. I don't think he regrets it, dude. And the reason why I say I don't think he regrets it is because I feel like he lived such a dope life. Like, he literally lived a life, well, minus the drugs, obviously, but he lived a life like a lot of, like, men think about. You know, he was with the celebrities. He was Cars, pop- he was, he was that dude on campus. Um, it got so bad in the in the doc. They say it got so bad where he couldn't even, like, go to class, bro, because he would just get, like, stampeded, dude. But, with, like, just people were, like, just... Just fucking crazy over him. Um, obviously, I mean, uh, you know, chicks was probably with like whatever chick he wanted at that point. You know, he was a big man on campus, uh, rolling around with superstars, um, national media on you. Like, what else can you want? You know. And um, I think obviously they get to his head, um, and you know, he just he didn't know how to deal with it. And by the time he got to the NFL, he got cashed out, made his money, left, and you know, now he's dealing with the consequences. But I don't think he regrets it. It's crazy, man. I mean, you deal with the consequences. And, and the crazy part about it is in the documentary, if you, whenever they asked him, he said he wanted to get out. He didn't want to be doing football anymore. He was mm. saying that whenever he was on the Cleveland Browns, he was almost trying to do stuff where he didn't want to be on the team. Like, yep. He wanted to get kicked out. So Can't blame I, him, bro, especially for the Browns. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're making all that money. There's consequences. The I mean, I guess you deal with the consequences. But last topic of the day, dealing with consequences. Have you guys heard the stuff of Lizzo getting canceled? Have you guys heard about that stuff? Lizzo what? Lizzo. She got Big what? girl. Oh, yeah, canceled. Mm-hmm. Liz was getting canceled. Nick, tell us about it. I know you bro, know about this one. Bro, <laughs> why do I got to know about this? I was <laughs> hey, eating chicken a minute ago. We'll leave it up to the listeners in the chat to figure that one out. So right. from what I've heard <laughs> is Lizzo was what? She was like fat shaming and like just treating her, bro, treating oh. her own like, was it her, was her backstage her backup dancer? dancers? Backup dancers. Mm-hmm. Sexually harassing, but then she was also like fat shaming, which is verbally abusing, which is right? crazy, bro. Like, yeah, verbally abusing, basically. <laughs> so it was like Dumbo <laughs> roasting on somebody about their ears, right? That's kind of what the deal was. <laughs> She's getting dropped. The Super, Super Bowl, Bowl dropped already. Yeah, bro. Wow. Like, it's crazy. There's a lot of backlash. That's in there. so Cancel crazy, culture, bro. bro. It's crazy. Well, hey, you know, I mean, I don't want to say she deserved it, but um, well, but I mean, she kind of did though. But I feel like, do you think every artist does that? 
Probably not, bro. I feel like there's still humble people in there. But like, sure. come, like if you're Lizzo, come on. You have no room to talk, huh? <laughs> I'm just keeping her in a book, bro. You don't. That 100%. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom Brady gets in your face and yells at you. Well, the dude's a baller, so you got to shut up and listen to him, you know? But Lizzo well, tells, you, you, well, Lizzo tells you about, about your weight. Huh? She's well, no, it's, okay, it's it's like this, though. Like, if, if Tom Brady's yelling at you about football, like, okay, I'll listen. But if Lizzo's yelling at you about weight, it's like, mm. So, okay, so if talking about canceling, bro, Yarita and Su Esencia. So, check it out. There's a group of kids. They're from Washington. They're born and raised here in the U.S. in fucking Washington, right? Well, I want to say in Washington. They're born and raised in Washington, right? And But they sing, like, Mexican music. So, there's a lot of people like that, a lot of young guys out there uh, that are really big. They have Danny Lux, um, like Forza Requeda. A lot of those guys are, are born here, right? And they sing Mexican, like, you know, Mexican music, Mexican original music, right? Like corridos, Mexican music, etc. Well, here's the crazy thing, right? All those people that I just named, they embrace the Mexican culture, right? Like, they, they, they know what's up. Like, they, you know, they give back to Mexico, etc. But this Yarita and her group, they go to Mexico, right, for this interview. Because obviously they're singing in Spanish, so they're going to be bigger in Mexico than they're going to be here, right? Yeah. They, have a, they have a big audience here, but obviously Mexico is a big audience. So they go to Mexico, they're, like, doing whatever, right? And they're getting asked these questions about, like, Mexico. And they're, like, they're just, like, straight up, like, kind of shitting on Mexico. They're, like, dissing Mexico. Like, no, nah, I don't really like it, whatever. What? Weird, right? Um, and then they go out to eat in the street. And in Mexico, like, if you've ever been there, like, when you go to the fucking taco truck, um, you get your soda in like a little in a little like a little baggie. Mm-hmm. So they just pour your like your soda in like a plastic bag. They shove a straw in it. Bro, I love that, bro. So it's cool, dude. It, you know, I think it makes it taste better. Whatever. Um, so the people there, they're like they have like it's like a TikTok, right? Like a video, and they're like uh-huh. making like this ugly ass faces, you know. And so obviously, like one thing about Mexico, which everybody in like the Spanish speaking world knows, is like, and a lot of artists have been through this. It's like if they shit on Mexico, like dude, Mexico cancels you. And that's it, dude. Because they're one of the biggest markets for Spanish music, right? So sure enough, dude, like these people were talking bad about Mexico, bad about the culture. And when they were in the middle of like experiencing what Mexico is, you know, getting tacos with the freaking soda in the bag and a straw through the bag, dude, they're making these ugly faces. So like everybody dragging them through the mud, bro. Like Mexico literally canceled these kids. Uh, How old as they? they should. They're young, bro. I don't even think they're in their 20s. I think probably like 19, 20. Oh, early 20s. that makes a lot of it's sense. Like small, yeah. It's like a young group, right? And it was so crazy because one of the questions that they got asked in the interview, they were like how do, how do you like the, the food in mexico no you know i like i think washington is better bro no you, way you're mexican and you're saying that the food in mexico is worse than what you have in wa- washington my guy not even california washington not even hey that's true bro. california mexican food you know, though so i was just like bro that's so crazy i've seen that honestly bro i was in disbelief because if you're like a mexican regional music group and you sing about the culture but you don't embrace the culture. It's you the actually most, like you shit on it, bro. It's just like what's counterproductive thing. Bro, it's like blowing. No. It's like being like a football player, but like oh, I don't really like football. Exactly. It's whatever. I don't. I don't really like it or the fans. Dumb, bro. So, dude, they got like, bro. They got like, talk about getting canceled, bro. Oh, sh- damn. That's a. I so Mondo. <laughs> so Mondo just said might be karma. So Mondo. I was saying that uh, the older brother we were in Mexico, but his DACA got rejected. Hey, I don't even get DACA, bro. So, but I'm here. Bro. I'm, I'm at least over here, bro. I don't know how you're gonna get over here. Uh, but he's now stuck in Mexico because his DACA got rejected. So, that's crazy, bro. That's karma, man. I love to see it. Though. I love to see those people go down, bro. You can't the talk. Irony. You can't talk bad on bro, the motherland, bro. The Mexican bro. culture is just coming up so much. There's so many good things about Mexican culture. There's so many beautiful things about it, and to hate on it like that, I mean, especially the food. 
The food is one of the biggest things in Mexican culture. You're going to hate on the food? You better get used to it now, bro. bro. He's a citizen. How, <laughs> how, how no are you going to say that Washington is better than... Mex- like Mexican food in Washington okay. is better than Mexican food. Bro. And I can, I can speak on that. I lived in Washington for about two years. I lived in Washington. I can better, honestly bro. tell you there was one Mexican there was one Mexican place out of the entire state of Washington. Of course, I didn't travel the whole, but one Mexican place in the entire state of Washington called Tacos Chukis. That was one of the best places. Aside from that, every other place, I said, hey, can I, can, can I get carne asada or a pastor or whatever it is, right? They're like, oh, you mean steak? No, I mean like. Oh damn! I'm like, oh, I'm out of here, bro. He's up there, right? Yeah. As, as soon as they see, he stay, was in Seattle, bro. I'm out. <laughs> he stayed in Seattle for a while, so he has experience around. Yeah. Ah, well, we went over there. Same thing, dude. I mean, we went to Tokachuki's Fire, certified fire. by a Mexican. And but you yeah, come, but you come near to California, and it's like every single corner you go, there's a taco truck, and I promise you, for the most part, you're not gonna miss. There's That's not about the drink. Very the, few the bag, bro. Tacos San Marcos. Bro, they hey, have some frescas in there. Ooh, hey, fire. You know Real quick, talk to some bro. They have this horchata. I'm getting off topic here, but they have this horchata. They have this masapan horchata, bro. No, you're capping. I'm gonna tell you, what, bro. That thing, mm, man. It's masapan is just oh. It'll 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 do something to your soul, bro. Bro, their their bidia there is so good. Yeah, too. Is pretty fire. Oh my god, pretty fire. So that's what I'm saying. So if you're talking about California, man. End of story. Food. All right. <laughs> end of story. Talk to end of story. Talk of Mexican culture. Ten out of ten. You can't diss it. If you diss it. You know, feel the you're going to feel right? the consequences. You're going to get canceled well. harder than Lizzo. It is what it is. Yeah. So we close it up, man. We talked about a lot of good stuff today. I uh, appreciate you guys always tuning in every single week. Obviously, every single week, we're going to start dropping these as well. Uh, obviously, we like to try to have um, aces of every single industry. We like to have the aces of guests, but we want to switch it up. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. A lot of crazy stuff we like to talk about. We like to inform you guys as well. So every single week, we're going to try to bring these back to you every single week, talking about training topics. Um, New stuff every single week, man. But before we go, a big, big shout-out again once final, man, to the homie Cody Gibson, to the man Cody Gibson, man. Shout-out to him. The crazy thing is if you guys didn't see the Ultimate Fighter yet, um, this by the time we drop this, you're already going to have seen the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. But he talked about smalling fighter, fighting smaller promotions for eight years. Eight years grinding, constantly grinding, didn't know if he was going to give up. He actually retired at one point, you know, went all the way. He actually went in the Ultimate Fighter with a busted knee, didn't, wasn't 100%. And to do, go through all that stuff, do all that stuff, and then still make it to the end, to the finale this upcoming weekend in Sheesh. Boston. I mean, the ultimate, ultimate comeback story, the ultimate underdog story, man. We're rooting for you here at the Always to Set. And uh, any last words you guys have to say? Man, I'm rooting for him this weekend on the card. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun, dude. Shout out to boy Cody. Uh, uh, like Anthony said, bro, a true testament to like the grittiness of the valley. You know, so uh, shout out to the boy, baby. Yeah, we got his merch, man. Merch is, I can't speak enough on this merch, too. Merch is fire. Good quality. I mean. Look, and if you haven't subscribed <laughs> to the All Aces podcast, baby, do so. Because we're going to bring you local legends and a lot of other people are doing it at a high level um, here, in, you know, here in the world. So um, click the button below, like and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you on the next one, baby. Peace. Peace.